You're listening to the Monday Market Highlights brought to you by Milford. Good morning. It's Monday the 25th of October and I'm Roland from Milford. China GDP data was released, with the economy growing 4.9% in the 12 months to September, which came in below expectations, highlighting the slowdown their economy is experiencing. Industrial production was also a touch soft, growing 3.1%, first expectations of 3.9%. This is in part due to China's factory gate inflation, which rose to a record high of 10.7%, driven by rising coal prices. This makes it uneconomic for many small manufacturers to produce goods. On a more positive note, retail sales in China grew 4.4% versus expectations of 3.5%. New Zealand inflation data was released and came in quite far ahead of expectations. CPI rose 2.2% in the September quarter versus expectations of 1.4%. This took annual inflation to 4.9%, the highest level since 2011. There were a number of factors, however the key drivers were construction costs, fuel prices and higher vegetable prices. Philip Lowe, the RBA governor, released a speech last week and he continues to adamantly highlight that what other countries are experiencing is not taking place in Australia. This reinforces their view that interest rates won't be increased until 2024. He highlights, amongst other things, that we aren't seeing strong wage inflation, which will be needed to drive higher, sustainable price inflation. Turning to equity news, it was a very busy week on the Aussie market, with Monday merger madness seeing a number of transactions. Homeco Daily Needs REIT, or HDN, announced it was planning on merging with Aventus, a large format retail REIT. Aventus unit holders will receive 2.2 units for every one Aventus share. They will also receive either 28.5 cents per share or 0.038 Homeco shares, Homeco being the parent, not the Daily Needs REIT. The parent is therefore paying for approximately 7% of the total transaction costs. This deal will create one of the largest retail REITs on the ASX and is expected to be 4% accretive to HDN unit holders. Aristocrat announced the acquisition of Playtech, a UK-listed, Israeli-based gaming company for around $5 billion. This was a 58% premium to Playtech's last closing price. To achieve this, they conducted an entitlement offer and issued 5% of their equity, with the balance of the deal to be completed via cash and debt. The transaction is expected to be mid-to-high single-digit accretive in the first full year of ownership. However, beyond this, it is a highly strategic acquisition. It gives Aristocrat a high-quality B2B real-money gaming platform. This opens up the online gambling market in the US to Aristocrat, which is currently being legalized across America. Senex Energy received a takeover offer from POSCO. They offered $4.40 a share, which was a 15% premium to where it previously closed. Finally, Irongate Property received a takeover offer from 360 Capital REIT at $1.65 a share, or at $1.60 post a dividend that is expected to be paid. This compared to its previous close at $1.50. The bid is conditional on a number of fronts, however one key area is that ESR has to agree to acquire some of Irongate's assets, likely their industrial portfolio. Qantas also announced that their Australian-based Qantas and Jetstar employees are able to return to work in early December. They will also launch a new route from Sydney to Delhi before Christmas and expect to resume flights from Sydney to Singapore, Bangkok, Phuket, Johannesburg and Fiji earlier than expected. Turning to the week ahead, Australian inflation data for the September quarter will be released on Wednesday. The market expects 3.1% annual inflation and 0.8% quarter-on-quarter inflation. US GDP growth will be released on Thursday night, with the market expecting 2.8% quarter-on-quarter growth, a slowing from the June quarter's 6.7% growth. Also in the US, the Michigan Sentiment Index is to be released. This is similar to Australia's 
Consumer Confidence Index and focuses on how much consumers view the prospects for their own financial situation, how they view the prospects for the general economy in the near term, and their view of the prospects for the economy over the longer term. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.